Ay, ay, ay. We did it again. How does that song go? Oh, man. Britney Spears back in the day, or is that Backstreet Boys? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, this episode is going to be really fun for me because I used to be really into politics as far as, you know, being knee deep in the trenches. But politics is crazy nowadays, as we all know. Uh, so I've kind of moonwalked, you know, out of the trenches of politics. But, you know, once in a while, I like to peek my head in there and see what's going on. Um, I'm going to be talking about we're going to be discussing having a little discussion on president number 45, Donald Trump. I mean, for the last three years, actually, for the last four years since he decided to run for president, he's he's everywhere. You cannot turn the news on without something about Trump or what he did or what he said or what he didn't do or what he didn't say or who he grabbed or who he slapped or some allegation coming out. It's always something. So we're going to I'm going to give you a little background on. On on him, you know. This guy you're always hearing about constantly, every day, every week, every month. We're going to learn a little bit about El Presidente Trumpo. I'm 100% certain that's not how you say it in Spanish, but that's just, that's a language I just made up, okay? Um, and I'm not affiliated with any political party. I don't believe... One, I don't believe in a two-party system. That's one thing. And two, I don't believe in the idea of putting yourself in a box and identifying yourself as a Republican or a Democrat. In my opinion, both say and do things, or I should say both parties say and do things that make a lot of sense to me. And both parties say and do things that make completely no sense at all. And politics is just too complicated to say you're one thing, you know, it's just too complicated. I feel like we should have a several party system, a Republican, Democrat, independent, and probably two more parties. There's just too many different ideologies to put yourself in a box. Uh, and so, so for those that feel the need to choose a side because you've been raised to do, do so, I suggest you start thinking for yourself instead of letting a political party that doesn't even know you exist think for you. All right, that's enough of that. So let, let's get into it. You know, who, who's Donald Trump? Who is he? This guy you're always seeing on TV all the time, saying crazy things, <laughs> pissing people off, making people happy. Who is he? He's the 45th president of the United States, Okay. And for those who already forgot, he took office, I believe it was on January 20th, 2017. It feels like it's been an eternity because of all the things that have happened, but it's only been barely three years. Uh, can you stomach another four years of him being president? Maybe yes, maybe no. I guess we'll find out in November. <laughs> uh, he was born in Queens, 
New York in 1946. Uh, his mom, Mary, was actually an immigrant. She immigrated from Scotland at the age of 17. And uh, when I learned that, I was really, really surprised because, you know, President Trump comes across like he detests and hates immigrants, especially uh, immigrants that, you know, are coming over from Mexico. So to learn that his mom was an immigrant was very surprising to me. I, I literally had no idea that she uh, was Scottish. Uh, his dad, Fred, was a real estate developer. His dad specialized in like construction and uh, mostly operating middle-income apartments in Queens, Staten, Staten Island, and uh, Brooklyn, New York. And they had five kids. Uh, their president, their current president, was the fourth. Uh, and his siblings actually did really well for themselves. You never really hear about them, but they they appear uh, really successful. I mean, his sister Marianne, she was a senior judge of the U.S. Court of Appeals. His brother Fred. Uh, actually briefly worked with his dad, but then later became a pilot. Uh, his other sister, Elizabeth, was a banker. His other brother spent most of his career working for the family business, the Trump family business. So they all did pretty well. And apparently he was very energetic and assertive as a kid. So at the age of 13, his parents sent him to the New York Military Academy you know, obviously hoping that he could channel his energy in a positive way, uh, which he actually did. Uh, he did really well. In addition to doing really well, he actually rose to become a star athlete by the time he graduated. So you see Trump now, you know, he might not, he might not look like an athlete. He might not look like Jordan, but back in the day, you know, he would have dunked on you. <laughs> so don't play with him. <laughs> um, but yeah, as he got older, uh, President Trump or the Donald, as he liked to call himself back in his heyday, uh, he started working at his dad's real estate business. And that's where he kind of rose to fame, because then as an adult, he became involved in very profitable building projects in Manhattan. And uh, I did not know this, but apparently in 1980, he actually opened the famous Grand Hyatt uh, Hotel in New York. And doing that made him, you know, one of the best known developers in town at the time, because that was a really, really big deal back then. Uh, as time went on, he ended up getting involved in dozens of business ventures. You know, obviously his famous golf course in Mar-a-Lago in Florida casinos in Atlantic City, uh, television franchises like The Apprentice, uh, Miss Universe, the list goes on. And actually, a few, a few years ago, when I learned that he actually owned Miss Universe, I was really surprised. I had no freaking idea that he was behind uh, Miss Universe. I was actually browsing over his book and something he said really stood out to me and what he said was and i'm paraphrasing here but he said i don't do business deals for the money i've got enough much more than i ever need i do it to do it deals are what i love deals are my art form and i really really resonated with that because 
it just makes me think about the importance of doing things because you love it and because it fulfills you, not because of money. And more likely than not, if you're doing something because you really love it and, and it fulfills you, you're going to make money from it anyway, especially if you're good at it. So that really just uh, stood out to me. There's not many things that uh, says nowadays that stand out to me, but that really, really stood out to me. So he's been married a few times. His most recent marriage was to Melania, his current wife. I, I remember them getting married in 2015. Uh, this was about a year or so before the presidential race started heating up. That's when he got married. Uh, before that, he was married in 1993 to Marta Naples. Uh, I believe he had his daughter, Tiffany, with her and possibly more kids, but I, I can't, um, I'm not quite sure. Uh, in 1977, he was married to his first wife, Ivana Trump. And uh, in total, he has five kids. Five, five kids, five kids. In 1973, so growing up, I actually knew about this uh, because I remembered every time he tried to do anything, that was a big business deal or anything in politics that would get brought up. So this is when I learned about this. In 1973, the federal government filed a complaint against him and his dad, actually. And the government was alleging that the Trumps were discriminating against tenants based on the color of their skin, uh, which is actually a violation of the Fair Housing Act. So this is kind of where he, he started getting labeled you know, being a racist or, you know, discriminating against people. So this started a long time ago. And uh, according to President Trump, he had no idea that his company was discriminating against people. That's what he says. Uh, but is he telling the truth? I don't know. Is he lying? I don't know. But according to him, he no know. <laughs> But uh, uh, a court battle ended up ensuing between his company or his him, himself, his dad in the government or the Trump company. And they ended up settling for an undisclosed amount out of court. So that's what happened with that. And moving on, political pundits love having discussions about his vague wealth estimations. I remember when he first announced his presidency, this is all they talked about, how much he's worth, how much he's worth, let's see your taxes, let's see your taxes. Um, and apparently in 1990, Trump came out and said that he was worth 1.5 billion, okay? In 2017, while he was running for president, he came out and said he was worth 1.4 billion. In 2018, his uh, financial his financial uh, tax disclosure form uh, put his revenue at about around 434, or at least no less than 434 million. So 434 434 million dollars, and I still remember when he announced he was worth billions of dollars when he was running for president, and man, people were up in arms. They were saying he's lying, he's not really worth that. My thing, does it really matter? 
you know, if you're worth $100 million, you have enough money to last a few lifetimes. You know, this nitpicky shit about politics just, it's insane. Same thing with President Obama. They were just nitpicking his his freaking life to death. I think when you're polarizing, it's, it's just bound to happen. You know, Trump is very polarizing for the right or wrong reasons. Same thing with President Obama. You know, uh, but uh, either way, my thing is, look, the guy's wealthy. Like I said, he has enough money to last a few lifetimes. So I don't quite understand the infatuation with his bank account because you ain't getting some. So it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't know this, but he wasn't always a Republican. So check this out. In 1987, he registered as a Republican. Then in 1989, he registered as an independent. And then guess what happened in 2001? He registered as a Democrat. And then in 2009, he was back to being a Republican. So he's jumped around a few times between parties, obviously, between all the parties we have. Um, so that's that's that was very interesting to me. I didn't know. I knew that previously he was a... Democrat. I did not know he was also an independent at one point. And I didn't know that he was previously a Republican again before 2011. So he's been around the block of political parties. Uh, so moving on, uh, obviously, as we all know by now, he ended up running against Hillary Clinton in 2016. And the funny thing is, I actually remember when this was happening you know, all the news outlets were saying it was all fake and nobody was taking him seriously. And uh, I wasn't necessarily thinking he was serious just because of all the insane things that were coming up about his past. You know, there were some people that I actually believed that he was planted by the Democratic Party to ensure that Hillary Clinton was going to win the presidency. And it's not so far fetched to believe that. You know, all his antics, you know, during the race. And I'm not going to lie. I was shocked when he won. I was not expecting him to win, especially when you consider everything that happened leading up to the election. You know, the allegations and so many things were popping up against him. Lawsuits. The list goes on. You know, but his win pretty much defied the polls and all media projections because nobody saw it coming. Nobody saw it coming. He ended up winning the majority of the elector, uh, electoral college votes, actually, despite losing the popular vote to Hillary Clinton. So for those not in the States, our party system here is one thing, but man, the voting system is a whole nother beast. And, and that's another thing that gets me about politics, about at least about our political system here in America. It's very difficult for me to rationalize the logic of us having a system where you are, let's say you're a listener, right? You're listening to this podcast right now. And as a listener, as a listener, you can get more votes than me, Michael, in a popularity contest and still lose. How's that possible? 
Because let's be honest, the presidential election is a bona fide popularity contest. It's a vote to see who's more popular and desirable as president among the people. So how can you get more votes than me, but you still lose? Nothing about that makes sense, logically, logically. So the fact that Hillary Clinton got way more votes than him, but she still lost. Obviously, in America, we have our reasons why we have the Electoral College and we have our reasons why we have it set up the way we have it set up. But logically, especially when you're saying you're having a national election, I need you guys to explain to me how that makes sense. And I don't think we're ever really going to realize how much that stings until you find yourself in that situation. Imagine, just imagine this. Imagine if Trump got way more votes than Hillary did and he still lost. (laughs) Imagine how livid he would be. He never let it down. He never let it down. Uh, But as we all know, that's what happened. Uh, But yeah, our our political voting system here, that's a whole nother discussion for a whole nother day. Um, So he ends up winning the election in 2007, or he ends up being inaugurated in 2007. And well, the last three years of his presidency has been a wild ride. Uh, And we definitely don't have (laughs) the time to go into that on this podcast but just wanted to give you guys a brief history, a brief history lesson on President 45. Uh, I'm really curious to see how things are going to play out in the election in a few months. Is he going to win? You know, is he going to get voted out? Uh, we're going to find out really shortly. It's been a while since a president didn't serve a full eight terms. So for those that are not in the States, every American president has the ability to have to serve two terms. So serve the first four years and then we have a revote. And then if you get voted out, you're gone. You're out of here. If you win again, then you get to serve eight years. And after eight years, there's no more revotes. You're done. That's it. So President Obama, as we all know, he served eight years. Before him was Bush, President George W. Bush. He served his full eight-year term. Before him was President Bill Clinton. He served his full eight-year term. So it's been a while since we had a president, almost 30 years, 20-something years, uh, who didn't serve a full eight-year term. So I'm really curious to see what's going to happen because at the end of the day, Humans hate change, and that's a fact. There's a reason why people stay in abusive relationships, even though they know they're getting abused. That's a whole nother discussion. But change is very scary. There's a reason why people stay at bad jobs, because change is very scary. There's a reason why people hate where they live, but they're scared to move to a different city, because change is very scary. And so many other examples of how we human beings avoid change 
So I think that regardless of where you stand on the aisle, President Trump is going to get a lot of votes this year, this fall, just based on the idea of fear of change. So I'm not saying he should get voted out or not get voted out. We shall see. That's up to the country to decide, to the voters to decide. But very curious to see what happens. Very, very curious. Uh, might do one on President Obama next. This was really, really fun. But uh, yeah, there goes your president. Until next time, may the force be with you.